0: Everybody, Mike here, and welcome to Task Force Entrepreneur, the podcast I started when I went from being a tech engineer to starting a house cleaning business. Yep, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, so welcome to Task Force Entrepreneur. As you heard in the intro, I'm starting a cleaning business. To be more specific, cleaning people's houses, and. You know, I, my background is uh, probably just close to 20 years in the information technology field. Um, I've worked for a variety of companies. I've worked, you know, all over the place, all over the United States with very, very large household brands. And to be honest, I've, I've had a lot of success in this career. And I don't mind the work and the people are nice and I, I really don't have a lot of complaints. So then the next natural question I get from friends and family is, Why would you ever start a house cleaning business when you could just put more time into your existing career and, and, you know, get raises and promotions and, you know, all that fun stuff? And to that, I say, I've always been built as an entrepreneur. I mean, when I was seven years old, I sold, I, I created bracelets, right? And I'm not the most artistic person, so I don't know why I made these, but someone showed me how to make them when I was seven. So I created the bracelets and I sold them for $2. At church, uh, my dad wasn't happy about that one. by the way. I ended up having to donate all of the proceeds, but I made eighty bucks in the period of like an hour so I don't know. I think I've always just kind of had the bug to find creative ways to make money and uh, I've started many businesses over the years, most of them have you know just kind of uh just fizzled away due to inaction or me getting bored that's that's probably my my kryptonite is. I'll do a little bit and then I'll get bored and move on to the next thing. Um, The others failed because I put a lot of uh, hope and I depended on other people. So I would say, well, I'm going to team with this person. And the minute that they lost interest, I use that as an excuse to just say, you know what, I'm done here. You know, the funny thing about it is I I did mature over the years and I realized what was going on. So I started another business. Uh, This is my most recent one. And this was in the tech field. I was providing training, uh, pro- producing video training, and uh, it went really well. And, and to be honest with you guys, in the next six months after I ended it, I was actually planning on going full time with it. And I was going to produce a massive catalog of training, and I was going to really be a force in that field. Uh, I was really, really sure of it. Things were on the right track, um, profit was looking good. You know, customers were happy. Everything was good. But then I ran into an issue. The employer that I worked for uh, decided it was a conflict of interest. And to be completely honest with you, it wasn't. I was actually, if anything, helping them. I was excited and telling people about their products. And, you know, ultimately, it was a good thing for them. There's no other way you could look at it. It was always a good thing for them. But uh, all it took was the wrong person to look at it and they sent me a letter and told me to stop, or I would get fired. So uh, at that moment, I, to be honest with you, I spent two days in bed just not doing anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything. I was just done. Uh, I had worked really, really hard on that training company for two years, two and a half years, and then it was just instantly taken away days before Christmas on top of all of this. So the timing could have couldn't couldn't have been worse, right? Um so finally, you know, after a couple of days of feeling sorry for myself, I kind of sat back and and took stock of, you know, where I was at in life, right? Uh I am 36 now and I'll be 37 in a few couple weeks. So, um you know, I was I kind of looked at everything and I'm like, "Man, I I'm not where I want to be. I have the skills, I have the knowledge, I have a background. Uh, I've done some form of you know, marketing, advertising. Uh, I work in sales technically, even though I'm an engineer, so I have lots of customer-facing sales experience. Uh, I've built websites. I know how to automate things. I know how to do email marketing. So I was looking at all of these skills and I realized I have a really good skill set, but I just have been bad at using it or maybe focusing it on the right thing. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't think I know everything. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I felt like I had the right tools to be in a position to grow significantly as a business and learn along the way and get better at all of those things. Um, but that said, you know, why a house cleaning business, right? Why not uh, create my own software or do consulting, right? I actually have a background in that, right? I, I've quoted customers for large projects uh, with companies, multi million dollar projects. And uh, I've been the one performing the engineering work. So I've done all of that. Well, the problem is when, when you're competing with those people, you're competing against, you know, really smart people, really good people with a lot of resources. And the other thing is that when I look at service businesses, a lot of service businesses operate like it's still 1990. I mean, they're using fax machines and they're, you know, having to return phone calls based on a voicemail. You know, they're not even picking up the phone. Um, They're not showing up for the job, right? There's a lot of things that I feel like is just lacking in the service industry as a whole, right? Especially if we start talking about home services, you know, things like pressure washing, um, gutter cleaning, you know, lawn mowing, right? That's a huge one. Landscaping companies, I've had multiple that just didn't show up. Um, Pest control companies, right? Same story there. We pay for pest control and, and we're actually about to cancel the contract because we've had it for years and they show up for about five minutes. They, you know, they were really on top of it the first one or two times they came out. After that, they basically do nothing and have done nothing for the last year. Um, So, you know, things like that, right? So I think that it's easier to compete in the service business because you just provide a superior service use technology that's a huge piece of my strategy and I think that will be enough to differentiate and to grow a profitable business now I guess to finally kind of wrap that up right why a cleaning business I, I keep saying that but I haven't actually answered it um it's it's kind of funny you know I would have never thought I would be talking about starting a cleaning business never not in a million years but I started considering it because I was looking for something that was Uh, Had a low barrier to entry. I wanted something that um, everybody needed and that was still, you know, regularly sought after and probably had no chance of, you know, reducing the demand for in the near future, right? Everybody still will have homes. I also wanted something with relatively low cost uh, to run. And, you know, admittedly, with cleaning, a big cost is going to be personnel, right? Hiring people to do the work um but you know overall it's not like you know i'm going to be buying a bunch of vehicles and real estate and stuff like that and heavy machinery or anything like that so the cost is relatively low so we kind of checked all of those boxes but the one last box i had was it must be a business where i feel the average operator is lacking technically or has not used technology to the the fullest extent that they could to grow their business. And I think that is absolutely the story with residential cleaning businesses. Now to add to this, there's another kind of X factor here that's kind of crazy. And that is my mom actually ran a cleaning business uh, for I think it was 10 or 15 years when I was young. Um, So she ran, she was self-employed, she kept it up for quite a while. I mean, it was really just her. Um, but it was successful. She had a steady clientele and you know, she liked it, right? Uh so when I was a kid, I actually went with her, you know, fairly often on different jobs and, you know, I guess helped out as as much as a, a little kid can help, right? Um, so it wasn't scary to me. It, it didn't seem like too much was unknown. I, I've kind of always had this knack for cleaning, which is really weird, but I am definitely a self-proclaimed clean freak. I like stuff clean, I scrub, I clean. I like it, right? So, when you put the tech side of me together, you put the competitive side of me together, and the entrepreneur, and then the cleaning, it just kind of makes sense. Now, as far as why I'm documenting it, um, you know, there's podcasts out there and they talk about businesses and all of that. And, and they talk about how they make, you know, 80 grand a month, right? And I hope to be there and I hope to be one of them at some point. But I really wanted to have this documented from the beginning because I don't think that you get to see that a lot. A lot of times you don't get the benefit of seeing the whole story. So my goal here, and I don't know if you know I'll be successful in it, I hope I will, is that I want to document this from the beginning so that you can listen to this now, and then you can listen to this five years from now to an, another episode and say, "Man, Mike, just you know, look where he came from, right? At the beginning, he was talking about you know which vacuum to buy, and now you know they're doing two million dollars a year in business, right? That's that's my goal right there, and uh, I'm quite a bit uh, you know inspired by people like Nick Huber from the Sweaty Podcast or the Sweaty Startup rather. Sweaty Podcast would be a weird concept, but the Sweaty Startup Podcast with Nick Huber is excellent. Uh, Nick is a huge fan of service businesses, so. Uh, I became one as well, and uh, I, I owe it a lot to him. You know, in, in terms of the motivation, and and even considering them, to be honest with you, because I was all about making software and passive income and all of that. And uh, you know, he made me a believer for sure. But you know, there's other podcasts too, right? Entrepreneurs on Fire with JLD. If you have never listened to that podcast, he's a huge inspiration to me, especially because he's former army. Uh, I'm former Army as well, so I served in the U.S. Army for for, uh, about seven years. So uh, we kind of have that connection, right? So listening to him and the success he's had with his podcast, granted, you know, he is a professional podcaster. I don't think I'll ever be labeled that, Um, you know, but I just wanted to document it for other people, really. That's the goal of this podcast, not to, you know, profit on or anything like that. I just want to have something to share, and hopefully it helps someone going through these struggles. I know I personally, like a lot of other entrepreneurs, I suffer from analysis paralysis. I will analyze things 50 ways to Sunday and then end up not doing anything. So, you know, I've gotten a lot better about that. Right. But hopefully, seeing me go through some of this will inspire some of you to, you know, look inward and learn some things and get better and and maybe just ask some questions or reconsider things you hadn't reconsidered. In a nutshell, doing this podcast is my way of giving back. Uh, to those that have gone before me and had a lot of success. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right. So where am I now in terms of the business? So I have the name of the business selected. Um, I have, uh, registered it with the state and I've got, um, a whole list. I've got a list of like a hundred different things to do for this business. Um, you know, I've registered the domain name. I've got an EIN with the IRS. Um, I've gotten, I actually wrote, one of the first things I did was I wrote a five-year vision statement. Um, And I'm not sure I want to share it quite yet, but in a nutshell, it was kind of me saying, where is this business going to be in five years? And it's all those lofty big ideas that you have. And it's not just about money. Some of it is even things like how I want employees to feel going to work that day. How do I want customers to feel when we mess up? right? And then we make it better. So, you know, all the little things, it's very granular. So I sat down and wrote that before I lifted a finger for anything else. And I hope that that'll kind of guide things. But, um, you know, let's see what else. Um, I have hired a couple of graphic designers to come up with some logo concepts. Uh, I used Fiverr for that. And for this, I wanted to get it right. So instead of hiring one artist, I actually hired two at the same time. I gave them the same brief and the same color palettes and that kind of thing and said, go crazy, right? Give me some concepts. So I'm hoping between those two different artists that I'll I'll get something back that I like. Um, I've also gone through starting to lay the groundwork for the website. I do have a background uh, to some degree in basic web design and web development. So setting up the website should be Uh, To some degree, uh, definitely sort of a breeze. I I won't need to hire anybody for that. So I will be able to get that up. Um, I've also gone through things like, how am I going to schedule jobs, right? So selecting software. Uh, I will be using Jobber. That's the plan, at least. Uh, So that will allow me to schedule jobs to be able to put customers on the calendar, invoice them, communicate with them, um, that sort of thing. I've also selected a phone service. So I'll be using Ring Central. Uh, to get a 1-800 number, and then I will also have a way to route those calls uh, to ha- whoever will be answering them. Right. So in the beginning, uh, it might be me, and hopefully, as soon as possible, for the sake of scaling, I can offload that to someone else. So, um, so yeah, that, that's just the kind of things we're going through right now. Um, you know, in addition to that, I am definitely leaning towards sort of a um, sort of a clean or green approach in terms of the cleaning supplies that we'll be using. Uh, so the plan is to kind of offer like an all-natural option in terms of cleaning supplies. And, you know, that's something that I just think is trending very much and rightfully so. Uh, you know, chemicals that you use in your house, even basic stuff like, you know, 409 multi-purpose cleaner, there's some bad stuff in those cleaners, right? So um, so I'm I'm hoping... That having an alternative option will not only be better for people, their homes, or pets, their children, but you know potentially uh, it'll be something that we can justify, you know, an upcharge, right? Uh, even if, albeit you know, fairly modest, but that might be something we can do. Uh, so you know, there's some things like that that I'm kind of working through a lot of very tactical things. Um, you know, obviously this podcast is one, right? I, I had to start very early in recording this. I mean, I actually formed the business. And took my first steps towards it yesterday. So um, a lot of stuff to do. I suspect that by the next week I will have hopefully a big chunk of my to-do list will be you know kind of knocked off and looking a little better because if I'm honest with you guys, it looks very intimidating right now. Um, but you know I'll get it done. the The idea here I've got full-time employment right now is not to do everything in in one day or one week. It's just to do a little bit every single day and move the needle forward every single day and be consistent. So that's what I'm going for. All right. So that said, that's all I got for today. This podcast was probably one of the longer ones that I will record, but I just wanted to give you guys a lay of the land to to kind of share where I'm at and what I'm going through and some of the whys, uh, because I'm I'm sure I'll you know I'll get a lot of questions about those. Um, and, and, you know, I'll go into more depth in all of this throughout the, the series, right? But um, yeah, for now, if that's it. Listen, before you head out, do me a favor. If you would leave me a review, it would mean a lot uh, for a brand new podcast. Basically, you know, getting listeners depends on positive reviews. So if this is something you enjoy listening to and you want to follow along with this journey, then it would be amazing if you could just leave me a review. So that's all I got. Take care.